You're listening to Half Stack Highlights, a blogcast dedicated to showcasing the latest in indie talent, business, and creative opportunities for the dreamer in you. We bring you intimate conversations with up-and-comers, entrepreneurs, and fellow dreamers alike, and we're based right here in Chicago. In today's episode, Director of Digital Content Sophia Sanchez interviews Nick Renamont, founder of Factor 75, a Chicago-based meal delivery service that prepares fresh, made-to-order meals that improve mind and body performance. Research shows that 75% of fitness results come from what you eat. Factor 75's menus are created to provide the optimal nutrition needed for performing at your best. Sophie and Nick talk food, his journey, and what Factor 75 is all about. Okay. So, can you just give me a quick rundown on your professional background? As far as my professional background, basically uh, out of college, I uh, packed up my, my Ford probe and moved to uh, L.A., uh, wanted to get out of the Midwest for a while. Um, while I was out there uh, for two years, the first year basically was just bartending and surfing. And the uh, second year, I had a job at UBS as a uh, financial broker. Um, so I was up there for a couple of years, didn't like LA, uh, missed my family, wanted to get back to the Midwest, and, and decided to move back uh, and move to Chicago, where I had a lot, a lot of friends from college and was closer to home. Um, when I moved back, I I got a job uh, as a mortgage broker. Um, I was doing that for about nine months. Uh, didn't like it at all. It was looking for something else and was fortunate enough to land what was, at the time, my, my dream job, um, which was uh, a sales rep for a facial reconstructive device company. Um, so yeah, I was really fortunate to get the job, and I, <clears throat> I was with that company for nine and a half years, actually, uh, from sales rep to regional manager and then director of sales and, and eventually director of marketing. Um, and during that time, the last you know, year or so, I started developing Factor 75 and been, have been working on Factor 75 for the last four or so years. Okay. Um, how old are you, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, 36. Okay. And so, um, you know, given your professional background, how does your affinity for health and nutrition come into play? Yeah, I've always been really passionate about health and fitness and, you know, working out and always had a lot of hobbies um, that kept me really active, but, you know, really became a, a focus, uh, a focal point for me when I started fighting, um, doing MMA and boxing, and that was, that was probably seven, eight years ago, and I was at a point in my job where I was a regional manager and I had a team and, and had built a, a good book of business and was able to manage them efficiently and it allowed me the ability to, to train four hours a day um, for MMA and boxing and and through that, you know, a few years into my training, um, my body started breaking down and I wasn't able to continue training at the level that I wanted to. I wasn't able to continue doing the other activities that I loved at the same level because I, I, uh, I didn't know at the time, but I wasn't eating myself properly and, and giving my body the nutrients it needs. And fortunately, one of my trainers introduced me to a personal chef who worked with athletes, and she started making meals for me and dropping them off every Sunday in a garbage sack. And uh, the meals literally were life-changing to me in almost every aspect, um, both physically and mentally. Also, my energy levels, my sleep quality, everything improved dramatically once I, I started 
started eating her meals and, and I started doing research on nutrition and, and its effects on performance and, and was amazed by you know, how big an effect nutrition has on your mind and body and you know, research showing 75 to 80 percent of your results come from nutrition and so that really um, caused me to, to become you know, more passionate do more research and, and ended up you know developing factor 75 because of, of the situation okay and so for those who have uh, factor 75 can you kind of explain the business and what your overall goal and mission is with the company yeah. When it comes down to it, Factor 75 is is really about you know living life to the fullest and, and using nutrition as a tool to enhance your quality of life. And like I referenced the research, you know, research shows that when you eat better, you perform better. And, and that doesn't matter what activity you're, you're doing. You're eating better, you're going to perform better. And when you perform better, your life's just more fun and, and you enjoy it more. And so Factor 75 is about offering like-minded, you know, performance-driven individuals the ability to um, conveniently have good-tasting, nutritious meals uh, that are available to them when they want them and give them more time back in their day to enjoy the activities they love. You know, and, and I guess you know, I would ask you, how, how much time do you spend in a day thinking about planning, going to restaurants, waiting in line, grocery shopping, on average, how, how many hours a day do you spend thinking about what you're going to eat? How many hours a day? Um, probably not very much time at all. It's always just kind of on the go. So it's on the go. Do you usually eat pretty nutritiously then? Are you finding you know, you know, how it's on the go? For the most part, I try to, but you know, I'll be the first to admit that usually it's not. <laughs> it's, you know, it's usually you know, Subway or Panera, unless it, unless I'm cooking at home, you know, and for the most part, you know, I stick to like vegetables and like turkey or chicken. But, you know, if we're going out to eat, there's really not much thought into, am I sure. eating something healthy or not? And it sounds like you probably are a healthier eater than most. I mean, our, our customers, a lot of times, you know, they're, they're busy professionals. They're weekend warriors, uh, busy moms and dads, mm -hmm. and they want to eat healthy, but they just don't have the time or this, the, the, the knowledge um, on how to eat healthy and, and you know, where to go and, and their options are limited. So we try to fill that gap. Uh, you know, we're not a system where we want or expect you to eat three factor 75 meals a day, seven days a week. It's more, you know, when you don't have a business lunch or you don't have dinner with your spouse or family or friends, you know, when you need something that's convenient and healthy and affordable, um, that's when we come in. And so people order us, you know, depending on, on what they have going on that week, it could be anywhere from five meals to, to 15 meals, and that way they just have them waiting for them uh, in the fridge when they need them. Okay. And so what kind of meal options do you provide your customers? Um, do you service all kinds of, or not all kinds, but different kinds of health restrictions, um, such as like lactose or a glucose intolerance? Yeah, so our, our menu uh, includes different categories uh, that you can search by, and, and those include gluten-free, vegetarian, paleo, and dairy-free. Uh, there's anywhere from 12 to 15 meals at any one time on the menu. We rotate it every few weeks with new options. You can also click on any of the meals, and you'll have a full description of the meal. 
It shows you every ingredient that's that's in it, as well as the nutritional uh, information for the meal right on the website. You can basically go on and, and knowing what your uh, what your specific needs are, either sort and, and then determine what meals fit with your specific needs. And, and we create a menu that has enough breadth that there's something for everyone. Okay, perfect. And <clears throat> our... Your meals, um, 100% natural, organic, um, or GMO preservative free? So all of our meals use, you know, it's either all natural or organic produce. It's always, the meats are always antibiotic and hormone free. Um, we use fully organic when it's in season and when it's, you know, possible. I've had a lot of discussions with our nutrition performance advisory board. And the most important thing is that the meats don't have antibiotics and hormones uh, and that the produce, depending on the type of produce, um, is either all natural or organic. So we basically hit, you know, the, the needs that give you the most nutrition from the uh, from the food and the ingredients. We're going to be developing actually an additional line that will be 100% organic and then grass-fed and uh, beef and, and all that. Um, just with our price point, in order for us to do that, our price points will increase. So there'll be actually a higher price point line um, than our current one um, that can give that that available to those people who want that. Okay. And that was actually going to be my next question. Um, is Factor 75 affordable for the everyday consumer? Yeah, I, I definitely believe so. Uh, you know, our, our meals are, are priced, uh, are standardized pricing. So we have medium-sized meals, which, which are designed for an active female, it's 300 to 450 calories. They're 1095. Large meals are designed for an active male, 560 calories, and those are 1295. Um, delivery is free anywhere within the city of Chicago, and it's two dollars and ninety-five cents for anywhere in the suburbs or throughout the state of Illinois. So for 1095 to 1295, you know you're getting a full, a uh, full nutritious meal, and, and people are always amazed by. The amount of food that that we have in our meals, because the ingredients are are so nutrient dense and not uh, as much calorie dense, mm-hmm. that when you get it, you open it up and you're like, "Wow, this, this is a lot of food." And, and the reason for that is, you know, you're used to oftentimes eating meals that are more calorie dense and not as nu- nutrient dense, and so you're, you know, to get when you see a 600 calorie butternut squash lasagna, you're like, "Wow, I, I can't finish this," um, which is great. And, you know, not only does it keep you full, but it keeps you full for longer because of the quality of the ingredients that are in the meal. Okay. Um, And kind of going on, um, expanding on that, you know, the the calories in the meals. um, I'm not sure where this number came from, but for the, you know, for as long as I can remember in the media, especially for women, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, you should stick to like a 1200 calorie diet per day. Um, and you mentioned that your medium-sized meal for women has how many calories? 400? 300 to 450. 300 to 450, okay. So assuming that, you know, a consumer was eating your meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, is that enough calories, you know, for a woman or a male um, to consume on a daily basis? Yeah, so, so our meals are meant, you know, you have to look at it from the perspective of we always recommend, you know, 
breakfast, you want a couple snacks a day plus your liquids. So when you factor in all the calories from snacks and liquids and then our meals, mm-hmm. you're right within that optimal calorie range. Okay. And again, you know, I would say that everything you've heard about calories and how many calories you should eat, you should, uh, you know, that, that that has been proven and research is showing to be completely wrong in right. most cases. Right. Um, you know, calories are not the way to base your diet and the number of calories you eat are not the, the healthiest way to, to determine whether you're eating nutritiously or not or eating the right right type of foods. It's really about the quality of the calorie and, instead of the quantity of the calories. Right. Okay. So now I know that being an entrepreneur has its challenges. Um, what has the process been like for you in leaving behind your, you know, kind of corporate America job in pursuit of being your own boss and running a successful business of your own? Uh, it's been it's been quite a journey. Um, honestly, it's been the most challenging uh, endeavor that that I've ever taken on or ever dreamt of taking on. You really have no idea. You know, coming into it, you you read all these books about start you know startups and and starting a business and entrepreneurship, and um, you hear the stories about overnight successes and and the thing about it is that is those overnight successes are either one so so rare um, that you know you you just the odds of you having that experience are pretty much zero. And the other thing is a lot of times you hear these stories, but you don't hear about the five or 10 years before they blew up uh, when they were cranking it out in their, you know, in the garage or in the, at their house, you know, working 18 hours a day. And so, you know, you start the business and you think it's going to take half as long as it does stay up and going. It's going to take half as much money. And, and um, you know, you end up finding out that it's, it's really a, a grind. It's a marathon and you almost... You have to embrace the grind mm-hmm. in order to continue going. I had a coach when I was fighting who would say all the time, you know, embrace the grind, embrace the grind. And, and that term brought on a whole new meaning when, we, when I started this business. And, you know, I can tell you from experience that starting your own business takes a lot more guts, takes a lot more fortitude, um, takes a lot more work. Than, than, in, than, than training and stepping into a cage with another guy to fight, um, by all means. It is the most difficult thing that, that I've ever done, and, and my, my hat's off to anybody who's done it and who's, who's been successful or, or not successful. Yeah, even attempting it and going after it, um, you know, it takes a special individual, and, and um, it's just not, it's not easy, and it's not what the media makes it look, makes it look look to be or make it sound like. Right. It's interesting that you say that because, um, you know, Jenny, our editor-in-chief, she's actually one of the founders as well of Halfstack Magazine. And um, and I actually didn't come on um, to work for her until about six months after the launch of the publication. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Jenny and I have grown very close because, you know, we both rely heavily on each other to get things done for the publication and so I, I see what it has taken you know not only for her as the owner of the business but you know for me who's who's working so closely with her um, it really is tough to get you know your business up and going to the level that you want it to be successful and yeah. 
And, you know, especially in like the industry that we're in, you know, people think, oh, you guys work, you know, you're editors for a magazine and you live this glamorous lifestyle and you get to, you know, you get to work with top designers and, you know, musicians and all these, you know, great people. And yes, that, that aspect of it is wonderful, but you know, it's not the glamorous life that, you know, some people might think it is because it is, it's a lot of work and we do work, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day sometimes to get things done ourselves. A hundred percent. I mean, you you never stop thinking about it. You know, at least I, you know, I don't think I've, I've been working on it for four years now. I mean, we launched a little over a year ago, but so it's almost three years of just planning and working on it, developing the concept. And, you know, when it comes down to it, it's all about your team, you know, of course. And, and as you add people to the team, you know, we, we recently did a, um, hired a director of digital marketing, you know, we had a hundred some applications and, you know, when you post a startup, people think, oh yeah, I want to, I want to go from working at my big firm or whatever to working in a startup and, and wear sweatpants to work and there's a ping pong table and all this and all that. (laughs) And it sounds, um, but you know, talking to the people who have worked at startups, um, and the person we hired had worked at a startup before versus not ever working at a startup and wanting to, um, you just don't understand you know, all the chaos that goes on, um, you know, it's not like you're walking into an environment where, okay, well, I have an issue, I go down to the HR department or I go to the accounting department. Um, I mean, you're looking at the HR, the accounting department, the, the, the R&D department, you know, you wear so many hats. Right, exactly. And you're basically, you know, um, con- continuously evolving and it's very fast-paced and it's switching, but you're working extremely hard and long hours. At the same time, there is, you know, uh, an aspect that it's very gratifying to see something that, you know, you basically dreamt up and was on a, a scratch pad come to life and then evolve and, and turn into a, uh, an actual business. And the best part of it, of course, is the, um, the feedback you get from customers. And we, we've been fortunate. We get just tremendous, tremendous feedback from our customers. Barely a day goes by when we don't get a phone call or email from a customer just, you know, thanking us profusely, telling us how much our service and our meals have changed their lives and, and how, you know, they're so happy they found us and, you know, they're going to tell everybody about us and please send them brochures so they can give it to their friends. And that's the way we've grown has been really strictly by word of mouth. Um, you know, I self-financed it so we don't have a large budget mm-hmm. you know, for marketing advertising. And so taking care of our customers is our top priority. But, you know, the, the impact that we can have and because we're, we're preparing and delivering you know, very nutritious, healthy meals, People can see, you know, mm-hmm. through our service that uh, one healthy eating doesn't have to suck. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't have to, uh, you know, leave you miserable or leave you hungry. It can keep you satiated. Um, you can feel great. You can still enjoy the food, and then see the results of that, and with by you know their energy levels and, and how they feel and how they perform, and also you know people giving people back time in their day. You know, time is our most uh, limited and, and most valuable commodity and when you're able to give somebody an hour to two hours a day which often is what people would spend you know just walking to Jimmy John's and just winning a mine or going to the grocery store that, that's a huge huge benefit and um, you know we're just lucky to be in the space that we are and we have the ability to, to really have a positive impact on, on a lot of people's lives right <clears throat> now you mentioned um, a little bit ago that you know you 
uh, will ship your meals anywhere within the United or not within the United States within Illinois. Um, do you plan to expand the business outside of Illinois? Yeah, yeah. So we're in the works now. Uh, we'll be transferring to a much larger kitchen facility at, in the second part of May. Um, we have a new logistics partner that gives us the ability, basically, with the new kitchen, the new logistics partner, we'll be able to open up a seven-state radius um, in the fall and winter before the end of the year. And then from there, uh, regroup, and we will have the ability and capacity to go nationwide uh, in the next 12 to 18 months. Um, so we're really excited about that. And right now, just really building the infrastructure and the systems and, and optimizing everything so that we can uh, start to expand and scale. Excellent. Um, and kind of switching gears here a little bit, um, in the bio that you sent me previously, you mentioned that you um, recently lost your brother. Um, yeah. How has that affected and or changed your outlook on life, and how does that tie into your overall mission with Factor 75? Yeah, uh, losing Aaron was, um, you know, it's had a tremendous impact on pretty much every aspect uh, of my life, of course. Um, as far as, you know, what, it, what it's really done is, is made me aware and, and much more conscious of what's really important in life, you know, as far as families and your, your family and relationships and, and doing good. Um, you know, my brother was an amazing person that I looked up to before and I, I look up to now. Uh, you know, I don't think I ever heard him say a bad thing about anybody ever. And he really, really was what I would strive to be as far as a, a happy and content person and someone who is, who is, have always had a positive impact on the people around him. And, you know, I think a few years ago when I was first starting to develop Factor 75, I would have, you know, in the closet said, you know, I'm developing Factor 75 so I can end up, you know, and eventually having a great business and uh, going and having a ranch in Montana that I can live out the rest of my days on. Uh, since his passing, uh, you know, honestly, it's much more about, you know, helping people and, and offering a service that can improve people's lives. And, you know, I want to I wanna build a business and live my life uh, in a way that I know would make him proud and, and uh, know that he's looking down and, and is proud of what I'm doing and, and how I'm doing it. I think that's very commendable. So we live in one of the largest countries in the world, and I just kind of wanted to get your opinion on why you believe that is. That we live in one of the largest as far as... Largest and front like most obese countries in the world. Yeah, there's a number of reasons, you know, I personally think, and I think the research shows this as well, is the primary reason for our obesity levels um, skyrocketing is the fact that the food that we eat now has significantly less nutritional value than it did decades ago. Um, you know, so we're now seeing the effects of, of decades of eating basically very poor, nutritious, low, low nutrient dense foods and the effect it's having on, on our, our kids and, uh, and on the adults and, uh, and on our society. Um, I think it ties in directly to skyrocketing healthcare costs. I mean, all these, these, you know, diseases are at epidemic levels and it's been the last 50 years 
that's happened. And if you look at it, you'll see that that's exactly when we started, you know, taking our eating less whole foods, eating less, you know, uh, foods that don't have any preservatives that don't have that aren't, you know, chemically or genetically modified. Um, and you know, all that processing, all the processed foods, all the, the modifications, GMO and chemically modified um, modifications, it, it affects the nutritional value and uh, of the food, and it also affects your body's ability to process it and utilize the nutrients in it efficiently. So what ends up happening is, yeah, you're eating, you know, a lot of food, and, but your body isn't able to use that food the way it, that it, it, it optimally should, so it stores it as fat. Um, and so you see, you know, it's just skyrocketing obesity and, and the types of foods that we are eating are just, are adding to it. And it's, you're starting to see that level off though. I mean, you'll see that the obesity rates have actually started to level off just in recent times. And there's clearly a, a much larger focus on it, you know, all the way from, you know, Michelle Obama down to the school systems and, mm-hmm. and everywhere in between. And so I think that, you know, the trend, uh, is finally turning in the fact that people are becoming much more aware of the importance of what they put into their body as to what they get out of it. And um, I, I would expect that you'll see that those, some of these obesity rates, and, and it'll trickle down all the way into, you know, the diabetes rates, the ADD with kids, those will start to level off or decline mm-hmm. as people become more aware what they eat and become more mindful and, and cognizant of, of the types of foods they put in their body. Okay. Um and kind of on that same note, you mentioned, um, you know, it's kind of trickling down into like the school system is factor 75, you know, do you cater to children as well? Not yet. We're going to, uh, we're going to be developing, uh, a factor 75 kids school lunch program. that will be directly to, you know, uh, parents and, you know, they can get, um, five healthy school lunches for their little Johnny or Jane to every Monday to take to school. Um, so that's something that we'll be developing likely over the summertime and potentially in the fall as we get into our new facility and everything's, you know, all the uh, kinks get worked out. Um, that's definitely something that we're going to, we're going to delve into. Okay. Um, so now people, you know, for, for people everywhere that aren't, necessarily as healthy as they could be um you know changing your lifestyle to be a better version of themselves can be a scary process um and there's so much information out there a lot of it you know really excellent information and a lot of it horrible information um it can be it can be overwhelming for someone new to the idea of living healthy um what tips can you provide to someone starting out on their personal journey yeah, that's a great question, and or something that I, you know, I'm glad you asked. What I would say is, everything you learned in the '80s, do the exact opposite is a great tip to start off with. Okay. Uh, wrong. So, everything you heard about margarine and low fat this and low fat that, don't don't uh, do the opposite. You, you really want to be you want to be eating, um, you know, butter and and the whole milk if you have dairy and and things like that. Those are good healthy fats. But what I would say is. As a, as a rule of thumb, is don't try to go too hard too fast. You know, take small steps that can have a big impact. I'm a big fan of the, you know, the, the quote-unquote 80-20 rule. You know, 20% of what you do is going to have eight, uh, represent 80% of your results. You can do a few small things with 
your diet and with your daily schedule that, that will have a huge impact. And from that, I think you get started and you'll start to see, okay, you know, this is great, I feel better, and you can start making additional changes on top of that. You know, things such as just, you know, staying hydrated, um, not drinking just soda and coffee, but drinking a lot of water, mineralized water, um, will, it, it can have a big impact on how you feel and your digestive system and, and things like that. So, you know, start off with a few small tips, eating less food more often, you know, uh, so thinking instead of having two or three large meals, have five or six smaller ones um, every couple hours, eating whole foods, you know, so non-GMO, non-processed, um, you know, produce and, and, and grains, um, low glycemic carbs, and what I mean by that is, you know, whole wheat, sweet potatoes, brown rice, not not the white pasta, and then healthy fats, um, avocado, nuts, olive oil. Um, a few small things like that can have a huge impact, mm-hmm. and from that, I think you know, people can start to make additional changes from there, but they don't, you know, oftentimes saying, okay, I'm just going to go completely vegan or completely, you know, whatever the case might be, isn't realistic. And, you know, two weeks, four weeks, eight weeks later, they're, you know, pounding their face into a a, a pizza and bag of chips because they've just been starving themselves to it. And, and, um, you know, they revert back. And so it's a yo-yo effect. Instead, you know, do small changes, get the effects, and slowly over time, um, you'll you'll change your outlook and you'll change your behaviors and change your habits, and and you'll be happy you do so. You know, uh, small changes can have a large effect. Yeah, you know, and I think that's actually really sound advice. You know, because I'm sure that there are a lot of people that can relate, but for me personally, um, I've tried that before, where you know, I tried to just, okay. I said to myself one day, I'm just going to cut all this out completely. You know, I'm going to do a complete 180 in the way that I'm eating. And people don't like change. You know, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're only human. We don't like change. And after it wasn't even that long, I would say it was probably after a week. Like I was so discouraged with food and the fact that I wasn't seeing results and, you know, I was miserable. And like you said, I reverted back to, you know, my poor eating habits because I tried to do it so drastically. So. Absolutely. I mean, the bottom line is, you know, food, uh, eating, it should be enjoyed. You should enjoy what you're eating. It's a big part of our life. I mean, our society revolves around food and eating. Um, you know, so to think that you're going to go from, you know, eating whatever you want, you know, whenever to, to eating kale and quinoa every day for lunch and dinner, you're not going to stick to it. And, and, you know, don't feel bad about that. Don't, don't get down on yourself for it, but instead, uh, you know, just try to switch out small things, make small changes, see the effects they can have. It'll give you, um, it'll, it'll give you the confidence to, the, to continue making changes. And over time, you know, you can, you can make solid changes that aren't, that you can stick to that, that, um, you know, aren't, aren't short lived and, uh, you enjoy still, you, you don't have to get the headaches and you don't have to feel miserable. And, and listen, you know, do I pound down a bag of potato chips sometimes on the weekends? Absolutely. I, I will forever. And, uh, who cares? Um, you know, the majority of the other times, try to eat healthy and, and, um, you know, that, that's what life's about. Perfect. Um, 
So now, you know, you've, you've answered a lot of really good questions. And I think that, you know, um, half stack listeners are really going to find, um, factor 75, um, interesting, um, intriguing. Um, so I just have one quick last question for you. Um, why should people check out factor 75? You know, what, what last words do you want to leave people with in terms of the importance of eating healthy and living an active lifestyle? Yeah, what I would say is, you know, we have very limited time on this planet. Um, you know, time is our most valuable asset. And, you know, Factor 75 is, is really meant, um, the name Factor 75 comes from research from 75% of your fitness results come from what you eat. Fitness is not defined as running faster or lifting more weights. It's defined as having a fit mind, a fit body, a fit work-life balance. And 75% of the results come from nutrition. Nutrition is the foundation, you know, of, a, of an optimal fit life. And, you know, our, our system and our company is here to serve people the way they, they want and need to. So use us when you want to. Um, don't when you don't. And, and it's flexible. And, and I think that, you know, if you try us, not only do you, you save time in your day so you can enjoy those activities that you love more often, but you'll enjoy more because you'll find that you're you're performing better because of, of what you're eating. And, and by, you know, using our service uh, for, for some of your meals, you'll see that, you know, meals, they can taste good, fill you up. And a lot of times you'll be making better choices outside of Factor 75 on your own when you're cooking or going out to dinner and and that's what we're here for is really to help people, you know, live, live a better, uh, higher quality and, and more enjoyable life and give them more time to do it. Um, so that's, that's what uh, we're all about. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Half Stack Highlights. Thanks, Nick, for inspiring us and taking the time to share your story with us. Make sure you check out Factor 75 online at factor75.com. Also, please feel free to rate our podcast and leave a comment on iTunes. Your comments and feedback will help us to grow as we develop this new outlet and will allow the podcast, the people, and the artists showcased to be exposed to an even bigger audience. Thank you for your support.